0: Be right back. Emmy salsa ah uh, he? Ah uh, he. Uh, he. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. 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 Wow. Oh. oh awesome hot foot. <laughs> Get it at 742 three-seven four two-2134. Now back to the monocles on sofloradio.net.com. Dot dot dot. And now for something a little different. The Monocles started out as a written blog, created to chronicle and give purpose to a sudden abundance of time. With a laptop and a curious mind, a new task was assigned. It was a personal one, to find fulfillment, to be happy every day. The Monocles allows for an expansion of knowledge and healing through stories and laughter. In The Monocles, there's joy in examining and discovering. The Monocles will share the stories about the many people, places, and comminglings that have appeared along this path, through a blog and an intention. Alchemy is real. Words, written or spoken, have power and heal. Smile! This is Miami. The opinions and views expressed on the Monocles are not necessarily those of the host, the SoFlo Radio Network, or its sponsors. In this medium, we can do what we want.
1: We
2: Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Monocles. I first met Moses Love early in my yoga journey. I think I had just graduated my first 200-hour teacher training. And to me, Moses represented that ideal of a yogi. Down to the beads and the scarves and the lightness and spirit. Loving, openly loving, very charismatic. Wow, what an amazing person. He still is an amazing person, everywhere from his Jedi superhero training to his gong baths, to knowing that he traveled across the country in a converted school bus that ran on, I don't know, something that wasn't gas. Um, but he visited 108 yoga studios, sharing his message, his love. He's a very free-spirited person, very openly giving So generous in so many ways. I've enjoyed his t shirts and wares that he makes. Most recently, I've enjoyed some of the goodies that he's brought back from India. I appreciate that I can fulfill my yoga, uh, my retail therapy through his yoga wares. And um, he's just someone that's just terrific all the way around. What follows are a couple of um, snippets. He's recently returned to South Florida and held Yoga Church, a yoga class on a Sunday morning that's unlike any other yoga class. It's so much fun, a lot of singing, a lot of mantra. And then I sat down with him in an open cafe, because we're cool like that, and shared some conversation. Take a listen.
1: to be her dubali oh.
2: have the great great honor and pleasure to welcome my friend my brother Moses love to the monocles someone who is absolutely authentic and real and I'm so happy that we've taken this time that you've given me this moment to share in the sunlight with kids yelling across the street and being able to discuss all of these beautiful authentic you're the real deal Moses
1: well, you know what came up right when you said that it was like, and maybe people can connect and associate with this. Is like when someone says you're authentic and real, then then part of us has to acknowledge that we're not authentic and that we're full of shit.
2: <laughs> so it's almost like
1: to to become authentic, to strive for authenticity or humility, um, and devotion. We have to realize all the places we're not, and be committed to clean that up and to work on it, because no one's going to work on that for us. We have to really do that work. So in saying that, I I look, what keeps me humble is looking at all the areas where I'm out of integrity and have been inauthentic and have been judgmental. You know, I spent the summer with my dad. The whole summer, it was like I came back from India and closed. we closed the yoga studio after 15, 16 years and went on a little pilgrimage and spent the summer with my dad. I spent three months with him. And I don't think I'd ever spent that much time with my father. I know I hadn't. And it was every day we were together. And sometimes, you know, in the past 50 years, we butted heads a lot. And it'd been really challenging for us to have this real deep, sincere connection. Um, I think when I was a child, I was looking for my dad to be more feminine and to be more emotional, where he was military and he was. You know and so it was hard for us to connect um, and so spending that time with my dad um, i i would notice sometimes i'm in my head having thoughts that aren't so nice and judgment judging my dad and being critical and then so the practice is to observe right because of course you're not going to know i'm having these thoughts so i have to notice the thoughts i'm having which are judgmental or critical or nasty And I have to observe them and then acknowledge them and then transform them and say you know what this is this is an old pattern this is an old pattern of how I would react to my dad and and what am I committed to I'm committed to having love with my dad and to be connected you know this time we have together is so precious so as I'm daydreaming here at the water let me not daydream about thinking my dad's an a-hole let me catch myself autocorrect <laughs> right? And how do you bring whatever it is that brings you back when you swerve out of your lane. You're driving, you swerve out of your lane and then I oh, let me pull back into my lane. So the little rant.
2: The little reflectors on the road that go you do 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 you are back into your lane. But your authenticity just just is visible just by the awareness that you can say, you know, sometimes I'm not authentic. And in this in this journey in this travel in this world of yogis, there are some that are not true to what they preach. There's some that are not and just like in anything. And
1: I get I get goosebumps because it's like we're calling forth the the truth for all. Because we're all going through this. You know, we could look back to when we were children. When we maybe we're born and we're younger and we're going through stages of, you know, losing things or, or jealousy or anger or how to deal with these things to fit in, to be loved, to be accepted. And every child goes through that process differently. And a lot of times as we, you know, get older and we're, out, we're in the global, you know, the global love economy, it's challenging. You know, so we're faced with things with relationships, with, you know, awakening our own consciousness. So everyone you, me, we're all going to go through those stages, you know, unless we did it in another lifetime and we've already learned those lessons. Otherwise, we're going to be in community and we're going to screw up. We're going to do things that are like out of line, you know, and inappropriate and out of integrity. And then through having beautiful friends like you and the community that are willing to tell us and say, hey, step to us and say, hey, I want to share with you, you know, this kind of behavior is not serving your highest good it's through this process that we awaken and we get to choose to to keep purifying and to, to keep um, refining and and sometimes it could be years and years and years of struggle you know because a lot of times you know we could say priorities we come our priorities people want to be loved we want to fit in we want to be successful and there's so much material energy that distorts the truth. So people are looking for love and looking for acceptance and looking for peace often in the wrong places. <laughs> places that will never bring you fulfillment.
2: It's that process that they have to go through. Yeah. So in the maybe 10 years or plus that we've known each other <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> it's so good to see you. Um, remember when you, I, I remember when we met, of course, but I also remember a workshop that you did, where it was the Jedi.
1: Oh, with yeah, Terry Cooper put on a really beautiful event. Um, it was like a series.
2: But yeah, it was a series of workshops with different with a, teachers, the best of the best,
1: best of the best, and it was called Jedi Warrior Training. Correct. And we did some primal, we did some uh, childhood regression work, and improvisational could say improvisational theater. Um, You know, I'm I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That was, it it was so beautiful. I acknowledge Terry Cooper for all the work she did and is doing and will always do to create space, to educate and allow people to step into their power, you know, and step into their purpose.
2: Can I have this cushion, please? If you're not
1: using it, because now I look like I went into my pants. Just so so you know, that cushion is also wet. Is it also wet? Yes. I figured that it's in the sun.
2: I think it's less wet than the one I'm seeing Absolutely. You're very welcome.
1: Um, So, you know, Terry, um, you know, giving us an opportunity to share when someone says, if you could share anything, the most important thing with people, what would it be? And I really wanted to share that work, the Jedi work, which was the primal work, the Discover Your Voice. I'm actually doing a workshop this weekend at, at Tropical Vinyasa. And then next weekend at Om Joyful. And this work is, is so beautiful because oftentimes so many people and listeners listening in, you know, the fear of, of our self-expression, the fear of being heard, speaking in public, singing in public, making sounds in public, um, it could be so fearful and, and debilitating.
2: And we judge ourselves.
1: Oh, we judge ourselves and we think other people are judging us. And
2: no one really gives a fuck.
1: <laughs> well, you know, some people, well, they, they don't and some people do because we're in this swirling, you know, where people are judging each other. So it's like, it's like living in fear of, like, walking the narrow path because we're scared of, like, not being loved or not being accepted. So we don't want to seem weird. We don't want, what's wrong with that person? That person's strange. And so, of course, over time we go through life, we mature and we awaken and then we settle into our unique self-expression but by the grace of community, we have community and sacred spaces, all the sacred spaces that have all the workshops going on, where where all of us have been able to go and work and transform and laugh and cry and scream and sweat and all the different methods and modalities that are being shared um, allow us so yeah, that that day was really great, and, and um, you bring it up, and I think of different people. There was a there was a man named Jael, who does a lot of beautiful work, and, and I met him at that um, training that day, and he came and did the training at I Love Yoga Studio, and you know, that brotherhood. So sometimes we show up at a place to connect and share something, and then some deeper brotherhood or deeper bond is created. And then oftentimes, I think when we're out planting seeds and sharing our devotion and our love in in this way oftentimes we don't get to see the blossoming but but what's so beautiful is years later when we cross paths with people or places and things and we're able to like ah we're able to smell the fragrance of a seed that we planted 10 years ago and who knew and who knew right and it's like we forgot, but then we're reminded, and this is God's way of encouraging us by you know, reminding us on the path, exactly at the perfect point. That, that the work that we're doing with the sincerity and the planting the seeds and the devotion and all that you do to do what you do, you know, to, to be truthful and to be just and to be right and to, to, to share that love, that, that it makes a difference, you know, that it does make a difference. Because we all need that encouragement.
2: Sure. And we're all doing the best that we can do within our capability in that moment where we're at. Um, But I have to say, you're still the same, (laughs) Moses. You're still the real deal. Um, I brought a friend with me a couple of weeks ago when you had um, Sunday Church, Yoga Mm. Church. That was nice. And I kept saying, he's the real deal. He's the same person on and off the mat, which sometimes there's difficulty in that there is sometimes people put on the yoga voice while they're teaching class or guiding class um and so i acknowledge that and certainly appreciate that in you because you're still 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 the real deal and i just quoted you the other day uh, in my class the other day um when you said the breath is the voice of our soul Mm. And it's true it's that important of being able to come uh, did you even remember saying that yes, I, okay. this it's
1: like something that came through this summer when I was with my father and and reading and watching so many different videos of you know different teachers and in some way that phrase came through and it touched my heart so deeply um, because these voices that we're sharing right now rides on the breath and the breath comes from the soul and the soul is the divine and when we remember that with our intellect and when we pause and we and we can all do this we can we can pause now we can take a few breaths and we can feel that the breath is so real it's so true it's so pure and some people out there you may be struggling with your breath you know the struggle with our breath is like ah we feel life closing down you know, this is our connection in human in human bodies. We breathe. This is the, the the voice of the soul. It's the connection to the divine. So for yogis, we work with the breath so much. But like you said, people out in the world that aren't in, the, oftentimes have never spent time breathing and and developing this. Beautiful intimate relationship with the breath and understanding the qualities of the breath
2: and bringing us to the present moment
1: The breath let's pause we let's pause now and we'll we'll take three breaths everyone at their own pace
2: All of a sudden the mood in the whole environment just shifted <laughs> yeah, and, and We're outside in a cafe so everything just shifted
1: yeah, and, and the mind the mind could be resistant to pausing and breathing but it's so healing for us to align with that vibration of pausing. And feeling the natural breath. What's the natural breath? If we're not forcing it, and we just notice a lot of times. So for me, what it tells me even just now is Moses, slow down, because I, you know, it's like the train builds momentum, like Abraham, the momentum, you know, gets going fast, like the train's moving fast. So I, I notice when I bring my awareness to my breath. has me slow down and drop into you know I feel a deeper more rich authentic space and what's what's coming through now is when when I was growing up as a child uh, we would my, when my dad we I was from Chicago my dad grew up in Chicago and his father was a doctor and in the summertime they would go up to northern Wisconsin Wisconsin's above Illinois about a six-hour drive and when my dad had the family he wanted my brother and I to spend summers in Wisconsin Um, so I grew up there and we would often go for boat rides during sunset and just go around go around the lake and I, I remember as I started getting into yoga and becoming aware of the breath I would say hey dad mom could we just stop the boat and turn it off and just sit and breathe and, you know, my dad initially would say, why would we want to do that? And I think, oh, it's just, it could be so beautiful if we turn off the engine and we just feel ourselves floating and we're able to pause and be together as a family and just be in nature. And um, initially it took something. You know, I see the authenticity. Initially it took something to, say, to do that because there was a certain resistance. And then I get over the years, over the years, as we practice, as we practice, and we find more harmony in something that we, years ago was challenging, because we're bringing our devotion to it. So what I could say is now, this summer being with my father, you know, I would go down every sunset to the lake, and I would sing, and I would chant, um, and I would invite my father down to be with me. And he would be sitting next to me, and I would be singing, and I would be chanting. And and, and he would say, he would say, oh, that's really beautiful, I like that. And and then sometimes he would play the drum. And so, yeah, to go from why would we wanna stop to sharing a moment together, an intimate moment with my father and sharing the sunset and even chanting together is just like for me, ah, another, it's another proof of the divine and to never give up
2: i see how important the, the summer was for you i see yeah. how um mm-hmm. beautiful the opportunity to heal that part and what i love that you shared the other day was like you spent 50 years screaming at each other mm-hmm. but now you sing Yeah, <laughs> dad why are you such an able?
1: <laughs> and you know this was this was so beautiful because you as well my friend thank you so much yeah, I was sharing that my father and I had been fighting and butting heads for for so long and then and, and we were working together this summer and my dad was under a certain amount of stress. You know, he's getting older and there's different things that bring stress to all of us. Um, I think we could connect with that. And then when we're working together doing construction or something, my whole life it would be he would get angry and start to talk in a certain way to me. And I would say, "Dad, no more." no more talking like that I said share what you're saying but instead of yelling at me with a certain tone of voice that I'm going to react to sing to me (laughs) you know I say say the same thing you want to say to me but pause and sing it to me and and after a few times my father um we were working on the boathouse one day and I was screwing in a screw and it wasn't going in right and he was getting pissed off and um and then he started yelling, and I said, nah, stop, stop, sing. And I had my camera there, so he started singing. And I have this, this priceless moment of my father singing to me. And what this is, is interrupting the reactive program, the interrupting the neural pathway of something that's a samskara that's been going so long, so long. And we interrupt it with the power of awareness, and the power of light, and the power of playfulness. playful so we're always looking for ways in to bring the divine in and how can we turn the mundane into the magical and so with my dad to turn a moment which for years and years and years would end in us getting pissed off at each other and not being not wanting to be around each other to him singing to me and us laughing sure and and then being able to show those videos talk about it now and to be able to show those videos in classes and other people saying holy shit, I could do that with my dad, or my husband, or my wife, or my children. So it's like, yeah, this is, the, this is one of the things is as we have these experiences of transforming some old behavior or old pattern, we have some type of victory that we're able to share it with our friends. Um, and, and, uh, and they're sharing things with us, songs or music or recipes and we're in community sharing our experiences with each other. And this makes for life much easier. When we're living in a community, we have a healthy community that's uplifting each other and, and sharing. That's why the, the studios and, and all the gathering spots. You know, we come here to K Rico Coffee, you know, we feel welcomed. We're able to sit at the table and share. We can meet, expand, reconnect. So it's 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 really beautiful. And yeah, I think I think a lot of us have these relationships with our parents, you know, where there's, there's so much that there's so much juice, or so much neck, there's so much opportunity now to bring the teachings to the relationship, which we may have completely lost hope, you know, and said nah, this is never going to transform. However. The miracle is waiting for us. The miracle is waiting for us to to see it. Like the yoga and the te- the different teachings allowed me to see my dad as my greatest teacher, and, and 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 there for me, so I could learn these lessons. And another thing I didn't share, which was I was getting, you know, a lot of times I'm pointing the finger at my dad for being reactive, for being angry. But what I got to see this summer was. I'm just as reactive as him and I was noticing myself reacting to his anger or his like we could be having a dinner and the big screen TV's on and then he's yelling at the TV and then what I was noticing that would trigger me and then I would get angry and almost like I'm justifying my anger but I'm doing the same thing he's doing and as I'm in that, I'm aware, like, whoa, well, I, I have to, I have work to do. Like I'm pointing the finger at my dad. That's separate. I have work to do. Let me be able to observe my anger arise and pass away without me speaking it into the world. Let me keep loving my heart. This is important. Let me keep loving my heart. And the anger may arise, but let me not give it a, a voice.
2: Or not hold on to it.
1: Yes. Transform it.
2: Yeah. Use that as the catalyst for something better, something yes. good. Yes. Because we're human and yes. we're going to get angry. Yes. That's, that's natural. Yes. Being perfect doesn't exist.
1: Yes. Well, maybe, the, at, maybe at some level, maybe at some level, we can arrive at a place where we see the truth of it and so there's nothing to get angry about. Like we're not caught up in, all. Oh. like this was interesting. Every time years and years I would share with my dad about going to India and just upon mentioning going to India he would get so angry so we never we never had to have we never got to have dialogue or talk really and I never got to share with him about my trip or what I was doing or planning because the moment anger arose in the situation there was a wall between us and and then I would I I called him one day and I said dad may I share with you I said, I'd love to have a conversation with you and talk about India without that anger arising where we can actually share and I can get, like every time, you know, it's so important for me. You know, I'm going there, I have teachers there, it's part of my life, but every time I share with you, you get angry and we can't talk. I get off the phone and I don't feel like I was heard and you don't feel connected. And what came out of that conversation was that he, every time I mentioned the word India, he visualized me having my head cut off. Hmm? So how he was perceiving
2: It was a protection
1: was India is a dangerous place and that I was being careless for going there. And he just loves me and he doesn't want me to put myself in careless situations. And so here's where we have two worlds where it's like kind of conjecture, forming an opinion about something without all the knowledge necessary to form that opinion. So I have my dad with his limited view of what India and where I'm going is like not like not as though something like that can happen but something like that can happen right here but that that isn't a picture of the reality you know and that I have to be able to be with my dad searching to uncover the truth and to find a way to communicate and connect and so when I notice how hard it is, and I say, then we come at it from a different direction. Amazing. And then hopefully if we come at it from a different direction and we step back from it, we can talk about it, it gives us both some space. And you know, my dad still doesn't share my vision or my understanding of India. However, we're able to talk about it. And so there's progress and, and that's nice because the lack of connection and the butting heads really took its toll because um, I know for me it has been important to have that connection with my father because my father represents um, connection connection mm-hmm. to not only my father but our father who are in heaven you know and that I have to be sincere um like I was saying to look at those areas where I'm being the jerk where I'm being the asshole um, where I'm being critical and transform those things
2: Moses how can people connect with you what's going on what are you having uh, in town how can people connect with you virtually how can, how awesome. can...
1: I love that um, thank you for asking um, and I'll ask the same thing of you too which they probably know if they're listening but maybe some new people are listening and they want to connect with you also I think yeah connecting I say reach out you know I love reaching out to people um and just creating that connection so if you feel in any way shape or form you want to connect I say reach out just to say hi and to get that energy going just like Monica and I you know we formed and then we set the the date we're here having this conversation um so on Instagram at Moses Love Yoga um my email is Moses at iloveyoga.com um those are two good places on Facebook, on Moses Love. Um, I have my hands up in the air. There's, I think there's a few different Moses Loves. But I have my hands up in the air and there's a sun. We're in, in Bolivia on Leela Lotus' the, the the Healer's Journey, uh, which was amazing. We all went to Bolivia, to the Island of the Sun, to do have medicine ceremonies with the shamans. Um, so yeah, Facebook's a good place to connect with me. But I think Instagram um, would really... Really work at Moses Love Yoga, Um, and I'm I'm here, you know, studying and learning and sharing the things that my teacher shared with me. And um, I would love to, you know, connect with people that are sincere and and you know want to be in that frequency. And I'm doing some different classes here in South Florida. I'm going to be at Tropical Vinyasa, Um, but I'd say if you connect with me. On Instagram, then that's where I'm posting all the different things that I'm doing and sharing um, Yeah and what about you, Monica? Where can people connect with you on Instagram
2: On Instagram monocles
1: The monocles
2: How no it's monocles underscore or how to aqua yoga um, And what is that It's yoga in the pool. It's oh, the nice. Yes I love that you have to come.
1: I was telling my dad. I'm like, Dad, you got to get in the pool and do some yoga.
2: Water's magic. When
1: are you doing that?
2: Um, I have a few classes going on. I'm going to start teaching at the JCC in Aventura in January. Oh,
1: nice. I grew up at the JCC. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. It was, it was one right next to my house. In, I, I grew up in Skokie, Illinois, and there was a JCC right... Those
2: are special places. Oh,
1: yeah. Very special.
2: And how wonderful to be able to, to share those things. Nice. So, yeah, Is, are those
1: open to the public? Of course so open to we can everyone. come
2: absolutely nice Absolutely. yeah
1: oh my god
2: thank you for sharing this time oh my your, god your energy mm. your knowledge being the real deal <laughs> 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 all the cool t-shirts oh. and cool stuff that you've brought back from India oh, yeah. you know you you hit me with the yoga therapy oh right where I need it <laughs> oh my
1: god yeah and then at, at, for the yoga clothing uh, at um, I Love Yoga Brand Apparel on Instagram at I Love Yoga Brand Apparel because I'm just bringing all this love and the sincerity and all the creativity to designing new t-shirts um monica has this cool t-shirt on now it says love makes me high and i said that looks like a shirt i'm coming out with mantra high on mantra
2: so funny we're in the the connection i have to share this with you um i did a vipassana meditation the 10 days and, of course, it's always freezing in those rooms. And I was wearing, you know, a Moses Love original jacket. <laughs> nice. And, you know, you can't speak th- during those ten days. But on, you know, day nine and a half, you have the opportunity to speak and meet. And everyone was like, wow, that's such a cool jacket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nice. I love it. That's so good.
2: It was great. Um, I still have it and love it and wear it well, and enjoy it. Well, you know, it.
1: this is... This is for me, too, you, you said what happens with the clothing and the intention put into it. When we put this intention of our love and our devotion and sincerity into our art, into our craft, it's like when you're wearing a shirt or a jacket or, or something, then someone may notice it and say something to you, and therefore connection, unity happens, and then you may invite that person, hey, oh, I got it here, or come take a yoga class, or it may create a connection that otherwise wouldn't have happened. So that intention is always there in the clothing as well. I'm glad you told me that story. I love hearing stories. If you have an I Love Yoga clothing story, please reach out to me and share with me.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Moses. Love you, my brother. Love you so much. Coming up for 2020, I'm so excited to announce and invite you to my very first yoga retreat, April 2020 in Thailand. I'm bringing together the things that I know and love, yoga, aqua yoga, and travel. For eight days and seven nights, staying at a luxurious VIP private villa will be the only ones in the villa and enjoying this five-star service and attention. There's a phenomenal pool where we will be practicing aqua yoga and experiencing floating meditations, which are absolutely sublime. There's three different decks on the property where we will practice yoga, of course. All meals are included, all tours are included. Every day there's a different excursion from the mountains, the temples, playing with the elephants at a local elephant sanctuary and praying with the monks that are also local. I cannot wait to experience the culture, the food, the smells, everything that Thailand has to offer. I made sure to keep this group small and intimate to make sure everyone gets special attention, personalized attention, VIP service, and I also made sure to keep the price within reason. I want people to experience the love of yoga, aqua yoga, and travel. Come join me April 26th to May 3rd as we visit Thailand. Please go to my website how to aqua yoga forward slash retreat. There's plenty of pictures. There is a link if you need more information. And make sure you sign up before December 12th because prices are going to go up. See you then.
0: is recorded live each week from the SoFlo Radio Studios in Hollywood, Florida. Written and produced by Monica Uribe. Directed by Christopher Hudspeth. With special thank you to George Rodriguez. All rights reserved.